This is Tuesday, May 31st. One of the great thrills of my life was having the opportunity to walk through the ruins of the city of Ephesus. That's the city we heard about yesterday, where Paul rented a hall to share the gospel. Paul planted a church there in the first century AD. This location today lies in Turkey near a city called Kusadasi, and these ruins are immense. Only about 30% of them have actually been excavated and explored. The city was the site of the Library of Celsus, built by the Romans after they seized control of the city, and the site of the Temple to Artemis. This is the one you've probably heard of, the goddess called Diana. And this temple was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. The ancient theater is also well preserved there. As I walk through the city, I try to imagine what life was like there when the city was thriving. How did people live? What was their world like? Now, throughout Scripture, God gives his people glimpses of his city, the place he has planned to gather his people in the future. It will not be the end of the world, but the beginning of a new world. Why does God tell us what is coming? He wants to us to envision what he has planned for us so that we might live in hope today, so that we might know God plans full redemption for his people. We have a secure future in him, one that we can focus on today when the days seem dark or difficult. Here's our text for today, Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 to 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Now here's the ending visions that the Lord gave the Apostle John that are recorded at the very end of our Bible. John gave these words to a church undergoing great difficulty. He lived in the city of Ephesus, the place today that is a glorious ruin, with Mary the mother of Jesus. Today, above the ruins on a hilltop in Ephesus, there is a church dedicated to Mary that you can visit. Now, the book of Revelation gave the church a sustaining vision during times of hardship and persecution. God encouraged his people by helping them set their eyes on the horizon to know what he had planned for them. Now, our text today takes us on a walking tour of this great city. This is the New Jerusalem that we heard about on Sunday. 
notice that the chapter begins talking about a new heaven and a new earth. The word new used there means something more like renewed or remade. God plans a complete renovation of his world based on what Jesus has done. The resurrection Jesus experienced becomes the beginning of raise, the raising up of God's world from death to new life. Yes, there will be a new earth, but it will continue to be the earth. Again, God is not in the business of destruction, but redemption. And this is why our text today ends with the words of God, Behold, I am making all things new. Now notice today that the picture is not of a people gathered up to heaven. The surprise that instead is that instead we have the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven to earth. Here is the answer to our many prayers that God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. You see, I think we have been misled about our future. We hear talk of life in the clouds with angels and harps and choirs. But what we learn is that God plans for renewed earth filled with his presence. Our future is not an ethereal world, but in a real world where God has brought his people for life in his new city with himself as our true king. Now understanding this takes some time, and adjusting to this truth does too. This means that our world is not going to be discarded, but made fit for the kingdom of God and for his loving rule through Jesus. Jesus will come, and heaven, you could say, will be wedded to earth. God will dwell with his people, and they will live with him in their midst. There shall be beautiful fellowship between God and redeemed humanity. Now, how will this happen? Notice that the first verse says that the sea was no more. The sea in Scripture represents chaos, that which human beings cannot control or tame. You see, the Lord is restoring our world to the way it was when he first created it. Death stands conquered by Jesus, and life will reign from top to bottom. In our text from Sunday, we learn that the former things will not be remembered. God's new world will have such glory that the memory of our broken world will fade and disappear in its light. This is when God removes the tears from all eyes and puts a moratorium on mourning. The former things pass away. Yes, there will be no more death. The thing that kept us in bondage because of fear, the fear it instills will be no more. God's people shall walk in a beautiful freedom that shall never end. As we read these words, we remember that our present condition is temporary. Here is how Paul the Apostle ends the fourth chapter of his letter, second letter to the Corinthians. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient and temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Let's pray together. Loving Father, enable us to fix our eyes on what is unseen 
Renew us day by day with your grace. Remind us of what you have planned for our future and for our world. Do not allow us to lose heart, especially when the days are dark and troubling. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.